0: Welcome back, everybody. Louisiana Football Live with Billy Napier. Raging Cajuns get the victory uh, over South Alabama on uh, Saturday by the score 38-10. to 10. And, and I'm not making this up, okay? I mean, I if, if you would have asked me before the game, I'd have said the same thing. But we're up in the booth before the game. And, you know, G and I usually talk a little bit about the game and he said, man, he said, this one makes me nervous. And I said, he said we're going to win this one going away. I, just, I said, we're yeah. going to bust out today. Thanks for making me look smart. I appreciate it.
1: No, I, I, uh, I was really proud of our, our team and the staff. Uh, we had good plans. Um, and we executed the plan. You know, and really, we were motivated to play. You know, I felt like um, we really challenged the veteran players that we have. Uh, to step up and play their best football of the year. You know, the implications of the game, the importance of the game. Um, We had a good week, you know, and probably our sharpest week uh, in terms of practice and just had a little different look in their eye. You know, we've got some veterans around there, so uh, it's good to see that, you know, and and we certainly need to use that momentum, continue to improve. We still got work to do. You know, we ain't quite clicking on all cylinders, but that was about as close as we've been. Well, um, it looks like you at least changed the points and plugs a
0: little bit and got a little bit closer to, uh, to where you want to be. Um, you shut them out in the second half. And, yep. uh, you know, I thought your defense
1: all day long played very, very good football. Yeah, no doubt. I was really proud of Coach Tony and the staff. And some of our better players played the best game of the year. You know, I thought we played well at all three levels, a uh, huge emphasis on – Uh, stopping the run, really winning on the early downs, try to make them play second and long, third and long. Uh, We felt like that uh, we needed to make the quarterback beat us. Um, They do have two terrific skill players, but we guarded them well. You know, so, you know, once uh, we got a lead, which was part of the big picture, you know, start fast on offense, get a lead, make them play left-handed, and uh, it just all hit. You know, we, we jumped on them early and then, um, they weren't allowed to play the type of football that they like to play. You know,
0: I had thought that against this team, because they're very physical defensively and their front seven's pretty good. I really thought this was a game that you're going to have to throw it early to loosen up the
1: running game. But you came out and ran it and you were successful right from the get. We did. You know, we, um, we had multiple run pass, run screen options on all of those plays and they really covered those down. Uh, so... We, we handed the ball off, uh, and, you know, I, I want to compliment some of these guys that I thought played their best game. Saibo uh, played his best game of the year. Max Mitchell played his best game of the year. We got good, steady, consistent play from uh, Ken Marks and Zach Robertson, Tyler Brown. You know, Tyler and Zach really stepped up uh, with Carlos being out. Um, and then on the edges, Johnny Lumpkin was really, really good. You know, he probably played as good of a game as he's played in his career. So uh, we're getting closer, you know, and certainly the balance. I think we had about 250 apiece rushing and passing. Um, we're going to need to be that type of team going forward if we're going to uh, do what I think we're capable of doing.
0: I want to congratulate Levi Lewis. He is the uh, Sun Belt Conference Offensive Player of the Week after his three-touchdown performance. Uh, in the game uh, against South Alabama. And uh, the throw that he made on a he rolling to his left and kind of <laughs> threw across his body and, and yeah. on, on a, the, one of the touchdown passes, it was like, holy cow. I, uh, yeah. it, it was as good a throw as, as I've seen because he had zero margin for error and he yeah. got it
1: right where it needed to be. Yeah, you know, that was a, a copycat play. We actually stole that from the Seattle Seahawks. Um, You know, we, one of our off-season projects, you know, we go find players that are similar and uh, offenses that are similar, we cut them up and uh, prepare different things and pull them out during the year, and we pulled that one out, and uh, Levi's a big Russell Wilson fan, obviously, uh, because of his success, his character, uh, his stature, mobility, all those comparisons, so um, that was good to see, you know, and, and... Levi, we have a little part of our warm-up every day in the first kicking period where we work on chase drill, and when we're doing that, we change arm angles quite a bit. So he did a nice job, man. It was one of it's really probably his best day so far this year. If you think back to last year, you know he kind of hit his stride about mid-season, you know, and played well down the stretch. I really think this guy's like. Um, one of those competitors, where when it starts to matter the most, he plays the best
0: well, you know he um, he also had a, a a great throw on a pass that kind of went through the receiver 's arms on a long ball that sure. that could have been another touchdown yep. for him, but he um he was he was very, very solid and I, and i 'll tell you what else I liked. all three of your running backs had really good days you know Regus had got yep. his, and Mitchell yep. got his chris Smith actually led you in rushing sure. and it was um that's good to see, too, because yeah. sometimes two of the guys will have a good day. Maybe the third sure. one won't,
1: but all three of them had a good day on Saturday. Yeah, no, we, um, we covered them up, and, you know, those guys made some yards. You know, we talk about getting the back to the second level, um, making the secondary tackle. You know, I thought we did that routinely on uh, Saturday, but all three of those guys were in rare form and were very productive. So, you know, that's the – That's the recipe, right? And we saw it quite a bit last year. Um, And, and, you know, we've been a little bit up and down this year on offense, and certainly that felt a little bit more like who we've been around here in the past than what we're capable of being.
0: Um, Defensively, I got two words for you, and that's Percy Butler. He was kind of everywhere. You know, I I love watching him play because – He's the type of safety that can come and punish you. Mm. And he did that on a few occasions. He just uh, – I thought he had a, just a tremendous game. Wasn't named the defensive player of the week, but he could have been because oh, yeah. he had a
1: great day. Yeah, no, he um, – you know, we Percy plays all over the field. You know, he plays safety. He plays in our dime package. Um, we blitzed him quite a bit in the game. You know, he had an uh, interception early in the game. Um, we got the ball in a short field able to capitalize on that. But, you know, Percy's a unique player because he's got height, length, and speed. He's a really good tackler. He can play man-to-man coverage. He's got good range in the post. Uh, He's a heck of a special teams player. I I really believe um, Percy's gonna play in the National Football League. Um, And he is really, Coach Tony's done a nice job with him. You know, he's a much better communicator this year, much better leader um he's really grown up as a person as well while he's been here
0: we mentioned eric garer um last monday because he is from mobile and was going to be playing against a, a lot of folks that he knows had a nice punt return also had an interception that then mm-hmm. got called back because of a penalty yeah. but he had a good day as well
1: yeah man i love eg you know eg is one of those guys that signed with us in that first recruiting class um chose UL over Richmond he was actually headed up north to play an FCS uh, ball and we talked him into coming there right at the end and a little bit undersized but man what a competitor and uh, become a very skilled confident player you know uh, covers some of the best receivers in our league and has no issue and I, I love the confidence that he has as a punt returner as well you know I don't know about y'all but I get excited when I see that ball go up in the air you know and they hit him one early there, a little bit of a line drive, and we blocked them well. Uh, and he's got enough juice to go the distance. So, two short fields there early, playing really good complementary ball. Uh, the defense with the turnover, and then it, the punt return. You decided to to go with Kenny Almendaris as your as your
0: place kicker on Saturday. Just so happened it was his 21st birthday, mm-hmm. and uh, and he was uh, he had a he had a perfect day. Yeah. And you know that I was looking at some stuff before the game and i looked and i looked at his bio and i said wait a minute it's his birthday today <laughs> and uh i said well that that means he's going to make every kick and he did
1: yeah no kenny, it was great to see kenny get some more experience uh make the make the pats and made the field goal as well um you know he's just striking the ball really well he's been a talented guy since he's gotten here um it just improved you know the guys really uh, developed that leg talent into a a really precise place kicker. You know, he was our kickoff guy the entire year last year. So he's used to being uh, out there and competing and contributing. I think Coach Disher's done a nice job with him, just the consistency uh, that he's developed as a place kicker. You know, he he won the job last week during practice. Um, and certainly it's been a while since he's missed one, to be honest with you.
0: Well, and, and we hope that that continues. Cajuns will uh, take on the University of Central Arkansas. It'll be Senior Day on Saturday. And our next segment, we'll talk about the first-ever meeting between the Cajuns and the Bears. It's Louisiana Football Live with Billy Napier back after this from Learfield IMG College. (laughs) Welcome back to Louisiana Football Live with Billy Napier. Raging Cajuns will play at Cajun Field for the final time in the regular season this Saturday. The Bears of Central Arkansas are going to come in. They come in with a record of five and four. This will be, I think, their third game against uh, an FBS opponent. This was a team that was picked to win the Southland Conference mm-hmm. uh, this year. And then, of course, the Southland, in a, a unique move, said, OK, we're we're not going to play this fall, but if teams want to play, they can. And Central Arkansas was about the only one in the Southland that said, right. look, we want to play. And you know, you're out there looking for games. They happen to be available, and uh, they agreed to uh, to come and play this weekend, but they're a team that's been a pretty good offensive football team this yeah. year.
1: No, I, I – uh, you know, this is a, a team that won their, their conference last year, you know, and they were picked to win it again this year. Um, they've got an identity. You know, they've, they've won around 75% of their games in the history of their program. They have tr- a winning tradition. They've got some expectations, uh, and I could see why they were picked to win their league. They've got some players that can be a problem for you. You know, um, the the two receivers they have are exceptional. Um, defensively, they've got some height and length, and um, you know, it's a good football squad. They they played UAB to a 10-point game. I've got a ton of respect for that, and certainly played Arkansas State close for a while. Uh, gave up some big plays in the passing game, but. They created a lot of issues for Arkansas State. So very multiple on defense, a lot of variables, uh, fronts, pressures, coverages, uh, and then offensively, they've got a system they've been in for quite a while. Uh, So they know how to win and uh, they've got a good identity uh, and and it's not going to be a walk in the park.
0: They have, um, at least statistically this year, really relied a lot on their passing game. They're averaging just over 100 yards a game rushing, but. They're throwing it for about 300.
1: Yeah, no, these two receivers are really good, um, and they've got just enough. They know what they're doing. They've got a good complementary uh, conceptually on the, the types of runs, the play pass, the passing game to go with it. So, you know, it's going to be a challenge. Um, you know, I think it's Coach Tony and I were talking earlier. It's a combination of UL limbs, um, offense to go along with Coach Campbell, who was the former head coach there uh, before going to South Alabama. So, you know, they, they've got a good understanding. The The former OC is the head coach, and uh, they've moved the ball and, and certainly have the players to do that in a well-designed scheme.
0: Last week, in addition to the fact that you were playing for division championship and you were playing a Western division game, which I know you put so much emphasis on, was also Military Appreciation Week. And I, I know that you spent a lot of time early in the week mm-hmm. talking to your players about what that means. And, right. you know, you guys came out in the, in the black jerseys, but the coaches came out with the camo pants, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's uh, something that – and I think you got your point across. You've been a guy who throughout the three years that we have known you You've been never too high, never too low when you talk, uh, and I'm sure when you're in the locker room as well. It's attention to detail. Every game's important. And at the same time, you've locked up a division championship. You've got ULM next week. You're playing an out-of-conference FCS opponent. What do you do? I mean, is this another one where tomorrow when they come out to practice, you're going to take a look at their eyes, and then you're going to figure out how to approach it?
1: You know, I I think um, we've got some momentum. You know, I think the we kind of use the analogy of uh, March Madness, right? Tournament basketball. You know, you got to be playing, got to get hot at the right time, right? And to do that, you got to keep momentum. You got to keep getting better. Um, You know, I think this week being senior week, you know, I think, and um, Saturday being senior day, it's going to be a unique game for some players on our team. And I think um, we've got respect for Central Arkansas because of some of the comparison games um, but, I, but I do think that this team, you know, they're motivated. You know, I think that uh, practice has been good regardless of who we play. But, you know, I think the big thing is we've got to get a good plan and we've got to simulate what the players are going to see in practice. Um, I think as we get towards the end of the week, the whole senior concept, uh, the last opportunity to play uh, a regular season game at Cajun Field. I think it will be a big moment and a big opportunity that we can use to help motivate. But in general, uh, I think that's part of coaching is getting your team ready to play in a week like this where it's a little bit different.
0: You know, you mentioned uh, Senior Day, and, of course, this is a, a very unique season as far as your seniors are concerned because all of them mm-hmm. are eligible to come back next year. Sure. Um, a couple of them have already said they plan to do so you figure that you're going to lose some that, that maybe can go ahead and play on Sunday right. next year. And then you've got a, a, maybe a guy or two who's, you know, they've gotten their degree yeah. and, and they're ready to go get a job and, sure. and, and go to work. So in this particular senior day, the guys who have said, look, I'm coming back next year. Yeah.
1: Do you honor them this year and next year? Do, you, yeah.
0: do, do they sit back? What, what, what is yeah. the, what's the protocol here?
1: No, we, we, um, our plan is to recognize all those guys um, – just like we would if it was their last opportunity um you know levi got asked a question last week and you know levi he's just going to tell you the truth right there so uh, our intentions were to celebrate these guys and then kind of as we go forward as they make that decision uh, i think some of them are kind of in between you know what they would do so um as they make that decision, we would kind of announce that, you know, and make a big deal out of it, uh, much like you would an underclassman that declares for the draft or decides he's coming back. Uh, it's a very similar situation to a lot of the things that we went through at some of the other places I've been. So uh, we'll, we'll recognize them all, you know, and then uh, certainly the guys that uh, are coming back will make a big deal out of that announcement-wise as we go forward. Levi being kind of the ringleader there. And uh, he'll be one of our top recruiters as well.
0: I uh, I just want to let you know I'm coming back next year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, Good. I'm plan I'm planning to come back. I still yeah. got I still got eligibility, and, and so yeah, <laughs> I'm uh I, I'm planning I'm planning to be back and, and win a lot more uh, football games next year. Last game at Cajun Field this year too. You know you it,
1: maybe. W- maybe maybe maybe. Last yeah. scheduled game we're, we're at still, Cajun Field. We're still working on that home field advantage. And we're still and that, working on it. And, and, and we will talk
0: uh, in, a co- <laughs> in, in a week or so yeah. as to uh, how that can possibly happen. By the way, for the folks that are listening at home and, and here in the restaurant, there is a pretty big game in the Sunbelt Conference this week as Appalachian State goes to Coastal Carolina this coming Saturday in a game that may or may not decide the uh, the Eastern Division and decide the Cajuns' opponent. Um, those games, I, I think they start a little bit before you guys do. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a you're gonna have your phone <laughs> in your pocket, pull it out every once in yeah, a while. Absolutely
1: and, not. Okay, absolutely I'm just
0: checking. Not. I'm just checking because I'm gonna have my phone and I'm gonna be watching y'all. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah.
1: um,
0: this um, health-wise, you come through this okay?
1: Yeah, we did. You know, um, we had your typical stuff. Nothing significant. Nobody that's gonna. Missed this week you know we'll certainly have another series of tests coming here with the covid um you know and that's a big part of the equation here going forward but
0: um how are you with those tests uh, those covid tests how, how do you handle those because i know yeah. i know
1: some people don't like them at all some people it's no big deal How was yeah, it for no, you i i uh i'm the first one in man i get it there get there before everybody else and you know get in front of the line and knock it out i try to get there you know it's about six forty-five, right around there and um, I'm getting the hang of it, you know. I sit down and do my deal and get out of there. I'm just glad I get to do it and somebody else ain't doing it. It makes my eyes water. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. I, you know, I, I don't know how everybody else reacts to it. I know, I know Dr. Maggard sneezes every time that, yeah. that, that he has it, but it just makes my eyes water. I was just wondering how, how, how you were with it. Of course, that game is going to kick off this uh, Saturday at 1 o'clock. And also, by the way, for those of you who are wondering, today it was announced that um, – the game at ULM next Saturday will kick off at 2 p.m. Uh, up at Malone Stadium in Monroe. But 1 o'clock this week, and, um, of course, the uh, the tailgate show will start at 11. Steve Pelliquin's going to sit in for me uh, up in the booth uh, on Saturday as the Cajuns take on Central Arkansas. Appreciate your time. Congratulations on a big win, another Western Division championship. We're getting used to this. I'm just letting you yeah, know. Yeah, sure. And uh, – Here's hoping you can close out senior day in style, and we'll talk with you next Monday. All
1: right. Thank you, Jay.
0: Coach Billy Napier here on Louisiana Football Live. When we return, we're going to turn our sights to women's basketball. Rach and K. Jeanette, women's basketball coach Gary Broadhead is here. And that's coming up next, Louisiana Football Live from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back, everybody, to uh, Louisiana Football Live with Billy Napier. Time to talk some women's basketball. Man's getting ready to enter his ninth season as the head coach. Of the and Cajun women, um, it seems like yesterday that to, to me that you were uh, introduced as the head coach, and I know so much has happened professionally and personally since then. But I, when I looked, I said, "Gosh, it's nine years already." This is uh, you've been you've been hanging out a while now.
2: Oh, I've been here longer than that too. Though. Oh, I know, I know. I know. There, so. Now that
0: microphone okay. works better if you pull it, oh, down. Pull it
2: down. Yeah, okay. it, it, it it'll. There you, go. There you are. That's All much right. better. All How's right. that? That one, wonderful. All right. Good. Yeah, I've been here a while, man. It's been a long, a long, time, and you know the exciting thing is we're going into the 50th year of our uh, of our program. 50 years. And I of get to be the basketball. coach. Oh, that's right. I get to be the coach on that 50th year, man. Who would have ever thought that? So, it's a it's a great honor to be part of UL and to be back at UL and and uh, to be able to enjoy the success of the people before me that they have brought. And the people that stay, you know, a lot of people don't realize these players stay, man. These exactly. athletes stay, whether it's, it's football, basketball, uh, track like myself. And, you know, they stay here and they, they commit to the community uh, this long time. So that's what I want to make this 50th year about is about the past, about the people that have stayed here, the Kim Kemperats that have built, uh, you know, the garden and MD Anderson and all those things that these great athletes have done for our community. It is going, you know, the last
0: time we saw the Ragin' Cajun women's basketball team, you were getting ready to go to New Orleans and knock Troy off in the semifinals. And, and look, there was not a doubt in my mind that was going to happen, okay, because you played them twice during the regular season. You were right there at the end both times. And I said, and I don't remember if it was to you or to Val or who, who it was, but I said, the last thing Troy wants is to see the Ragin' Cajuns in the semifinals at a conference tournament. And so they invented a pandemic to make sure that they didn't have to play because I, because you're getting ready to beat them. I'm oh, just saying.
2: No doubt. You know, we had went over there and beat them for the first time over there at the beginning of the uh, conference season and played really well. And they came back. And, uh, I mean, it took everything they had to belt to beat us here at, at the Cajun Dome. And uh, great game. And, you know, we didn't shoot free throws that well that game. And, and you know, some of the things that we didn't do well – uh, made a difference but man I really felt good the way we were playing you know we had got Jasmine Thomas back right and she was running the point and I mean again to beat Little Rock like as well as they were playing I thought was a big win for us and then you know to be able to meet up with Troy and the confidence we had as a team and the experience we had as a team I really felt good about our chances what was it like when you got the phone call and said look we just found out that they're canceling the rest of the season you know it kind of happened in different phases you know, you get the first phone call, uh, and they say, uh, hey, look, y'all going to go out and play. Y'all can leave uh, to, for New Orleans, but uh, you're just going to play in front of family and friends. Right. And then the next call was, y'all going to play in front of just, you know, I mean, y'all going to just play. Yeah. You know, we'll get the game through and all that, and then we're getting ready to load the bus, and then they call us and say it's canceled, you know. And all I could think about was this one senior we had. You know, I just thought, you know, it's, that's a tough thing because she was playing. She was finally healthy a little bit. And, uh, you know, you hate it for everybody else can come back and play. But uh, this one player, we not going to be able to come out and play. And, and so I called a meeting right away and we made it all about her. And, man, I was so proud of our kids because everybody cried for her. And at the end of the day, when she spoke, She spoke so highly of our program and what it meant to her and the community, what it meant in the university. So I felt so much better, you know, coming away from it that we have done We did our job, you know. We did our job and made this kid have a good career here. Because of the mirror scheduling, I didn't get to
0: see you guys play very often last year. But I can say this, and we're talking about Kendall Best, who was was your player that was a senior. During warm-up, she was always the happiest kid on the court she was having a great time out there. She'd dance a little bit. She kind of do. She was the happiest human being on a basketball court I think I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, I think that's the thing that scares me more than anything, because it could be six in the morning. We could be practicing at six in the morning and she's the happiest person there. She's always showing it, you know, and she had a great she had great leadership. You know, there was nothing that could really hold her down. You know, she was injured most of the season and I mean, in a lot of pain sometimes, but she always found a way to motivate everybody else. It wasn't about her, and it wasn't about, uh, you know, what was happening to her. But, yeah, she was just so, such a motiv- motivating leader. And, you know, it, we really don't have anybody to replace that, you know. You know it's, it's just something natural. I mean, she had that natural positive attitude. And, you know, say positive attitudes affect other people more than it affects yourself, and that's what was happening to our team. She really affected us.
0: 19 wins uh, a year ago, and a uh, a semifinal appearance uh, that could have been a finals appearance, that could have been a championship appearance, and most of those young women are going to be back again this year. When we return, we're going to talk a little bit about the 2020-2021. It's real hard to say, by the way, uh, raging Cajun women's basketball team, and we're going to ask Gary Broadhead when he is going to turn into Nolan Richardson. That is coming up on Louisiana Football Live with Billy Napier. Gary Broadhead's our guest. we got more after this from Learfield IMG College. Welcome back, everybody, to Louisiana Football Live with Billy Napier and our guest, uh, Gary Broadhead. Ragin' Cajun women's basketball scheduled to start up a week from Wednesday. Now, you're going to um, – you've got four new players. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that. I think, yeah, I think four. it's Four. Four new players this year, but you do return a big nucleus from what you had a year ago. Now, last year, you were playing like 11 and 12 players almost every game. And I, uh, I used to, uh, you know, say, God, it's a good thing that Steve's on top of this because, you know, I don't know what I'd do if, if Bob played 12 players every night. I'd probably get mad at him. But, but no, you had a deep bench. You, uh, you had some talent, and you gave the girls a chance to go out and prove themselves. Now, earlier in your career, you had some injuries. You had some number problems. You, had, it wasn't, you, you didn't have what you wanted, and it didn't enable you to maybe defend the way that you wanted to. So I want to know, with all the as deep as your team is, when are you be- going to become Nolan
2: Richardson and press for 40 minutes? well i tell you what uh, if uh, if my coaches want to agree with me my assistants then now this Now? is the time i like that uh, I like but that. yeah we've been working on it a lot you know we've been really working on the press and you know i said it's time to stop talking about it and it's it's time to start uh, really really getting after it and uh, but we're really good in the half court too now i mean our defense in the half court is like phenomenal right now i mean we're so far ahead uh, of the past seasons that uh, it really is good to see and, and uh, you know kids learn better almost from kids they learn better from watching somebody else do it and that's what we have i mean we got you know out of the 14 kids we got 12 of them that can do it picture perfect you know and so man there's not a lot of talking there's a lot of playing in practice right now and a lot of improvement and some fast movement uh improvement so yeah i think uh you're gonna see some presses when we need it Uh, you're going to see a very good defensive team, but also a team that can score, too.
0: Well, and that was the thing about last year's team that I think – that that I certainly liked the few times that I got to see you play. You had a team that that could go out and score the basketball. You didn't have to play games in the 50s. You could play games in the 70s, and you were fine with it because you had some girls who could shoot the basketball from the outside. You had a big girl in the middle who could go ahead and cover up a lot of sins. And you were a very good free throw shooting team, and you got to the line a lot. And as a result, you guys scored a lot last year.
2: No, you're right. I tell you what, we shot really well from as a team from the free throw line, almost 80%, which is pretty good uh, for the women's game. But uh, yeah, we defended and we scored. uh, And you you know, you know, Jay, you've been around it with us. Is uh, our our main thing is can we rebound? Because we're always a little bit on the smaller side. Now you're going to see, we got some bigger guards. I mean, we got a junior college kid, the most athletic kid maybe to ever play at UL, in my opinion. And when we'll get that opinion from Steve uh, one day, but she is athletic as all get out. She's about a 5'10 guard that just can jump out the gym, score, defend like, I mean, we didn't teach her how to defend. She just, on the ball, defender is awesome. So you're looking at adding somebody that that really can, you know, can bring it both offensive and defensive side to a team already with a lot of that already, you know, we're, I mean, the, Kim Burton when you're gonna see Kim Burton shot this year you're gonna be like wow these kids didn't just sit back after we were you know put out the tournament that they, they they continue to work and continue to find a way to get better and that's the exciting thing for me is 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 we're a lot better you know you had um, you had
0: some very good guards you know guards like Keo Wilridge and, and Kiki Veal and 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 that bunch but the one thing that that they didn't have was a lot of size. And getting big guards is something that's kind of been a champ, not not only for you, but for a lot of mid-major schools because big guards are hard to come by, just like offensive linemen in football are sometimes hard to come by. So you got to be excited over the fact that that you've got a little size at the guard position now.
2: Yeah, no doubt. And in the, the recruiting class we just signed, I mean, I got five eleven guards. I got a five eleven guard from Australia. You don't know how to act, look. do you? No, you I don't I, know I'm how to I'm hoping I'm not. Me- I don't mess it up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of hoping that we can kind of. Uh, calm down but it's exciting to have that and then you know we're still going to have those penetrators that can get into the into the lane and pitch out and all that so you know we're finally getting together putting together the team that we think that we can build and the style that we really want to play. You played um, you played some guards out of position last year out of necessity who, who do you like to run the show?
0: Th- well this, I mean there's year. no
2: doubt I mean if you looked at Skylar Goodwin the year that we played in the finals of of the uh conference tournament she was the starting point guard for us by you know because of injuries but man i just love her she she reminds me of jake delome i keep bringing that up you know i watched jake delome uh play in college and i watched him play in the nfl and he was one of the best managers of the game he might not have been the most athletic and strongest arm but he managed the game so and that's what she does she's so smart and fundamental and she knows who, she actually knows her teammates better than anybody else. And so to me, that makes a really, really effective point guard when you know what your teammates are capable of doing and get, putting them in the position to be successful. So to me, and not all my coaches agree with me, but uh, I think she gives us the best chance to win a championship. You know, and I mean, she can play 40 minutes too. She's in the best shape of her life. She's shooting the ball well. She does, I mean, she can do it all. And then we got a couple of guards that can handle it too, you know, and in, in, uh, in Alex Goodley and then, you know, May May Holman is, uh, is not a point guard, but we've decided that we were gonna really work her at it uh, this summer and in this fall. And she's turning into be a pretty good one, you know, so we're gonna have some other alternatives, but uh, Skyler to me is gonna be, is gonna be the key if we wanna get back to uh, a championship.
0: Ty Doucette was is a preseason first-team all-conference performer. Brandi Williams right behind her. Um, and so, you know, there are, there are expectations for this team. Now, you always have expectations, yeah. okay? But there are expectations now uh, for this team because you won 19 games a year ago. Most of the important players are back. You've added some stuff through recruiting. You have some size now, which which has been a challenge to try to get consistently.
2: How does it feel to have a target on your back? Because in a way, you do. Well, I mean, that's why we coach and that's why we play is, you know, we want to be the best team. in. you know, you start in the conference and then, you know, then you talk about being the best team in Louisiana. And then you talk about being the best team in the South. And then you know you want to be recognized throughout the country like softball is you know and you really work hard as a coach and you believe that you know and now it's just to get our fan you know our fans need to see us win you know that's bottom line you know they see us win and they start believing in it's like what we believe in so i don't feel i've never felt like i had a target you know everywhere i've been we found a way to to win championships and so i feel the same way you know i feel that uh the people of our community expected that of me and expected that of our teams and now's the time you know we've had some you know you have bad luck you have good luck you know and now it's time to you know use the good luck that we're going to have this year and the experience that we have and the talent that we have and and then the belief that uh that we have you know uh you know dr savoy has always been a big time supporter of us and uh, i you know his wife and And, you know, who better to have it from than your president? So, you know, let's, you know, and I always, you know, when I first took the job, it was like people would look at me and say, man, why did you take this job? You know, it's a tough job and all that. And I was always talking about proving people wrong. You know, that's I I, I think I took the wrong attitude. You know, you learn from your mistakes. But now it's like I just want to prove myself right. You know, I want to prove that, you know, we were right, you know, we we can do this thing so and, and this is the year to do it you know it's is to try to and and this little bit of adversity we have we're not even worried about it you know hey put the schedule like however you want to play it you know I you gotta play somebody 10 times I was gonna do it.
0: I was gonna bring that up because the conference released a schedule and for the first time in forever Gary Broadhead was happy with the schedule I mean it was a it was a kind schedule in that, you know, you got to play at home a little bit early, which is a little bit different because you're always on the road. And then they decide that they're going to blow up the schedule, give you a new one, and you got six out of your first eight on the road. Welcome to year 50 of women's basketball at UL.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, for nine years – well, for eight years, we never started at home for conference. And I think that's an important thing. I think when you start conference, you want to kind of get on a roll and make, you know, make the kids – Hey, all this preseason stuff has worked, and you know you can't. and so for eight years we've been on the road. Sometimes, like last year, five of our first six conference games were on the road, you know, and that that makes it difficult, you know. And so this year, somebody in the conference on the women's side was going to get nine home games and seven away, and some teams were going to get seven home. And we were blessed to be one of those teams that were having nine home games, and the first two. And the first four out of six were at home and then they changed it, you know. And so, I mean, it is what it is I could complain all, all I want. Nobody's listening. And so we're just going to, you know, like I told the girls, hey, this is just another, you know, another thing that we have to deal with. And we're going to deal with it because we're used to it. You know, you're kind of used to whatever they give you, you take it and you make the best of it. And, you know, and, and what, what, what year, I mean, n- nobody knows, you know if some of those games are going to be played or not. You know, so you just kind of take it and and you roll with it and uh, you know you look up to God and say, hey, thank you for letting and giving us opportunity to at least play. You know, and I think that's a big thing. Um,
0: from a from a physical standpoint, talking about elbows and
2: knees and feet and ankles, you guys are pretty healthy going in. I tell you, this is the healthiest we've been. You know, I got to give a lot of our strength coach Nick and. Our athletic trainer Stephanie—they have done a wonderful job of, of, of keeping everybody not only healthy but uh, in better shape and just every aspect of what we're doing. You know, I, I always say, you know, it's, you know, for the years when you struggle, it, uh, a lot of times it's your support staff. You know, and when I first got here, you did, you couldn't choose your support staff; they just gave you whoever they had extra. And now we were able to interview a lot of the support staff that we have now, from SIDs on down, I mean, to, to everybody. And now yeah. we're, we're getting people that want to be in, in, not only just in the industry, but they want to be on the women's side. And I mean, I think that's, uh, that, that, that speaks a lot for UL, you know? They doing that for us. And I love our support staff. I mean, they're, they're as important as anybody. Uh, I mean, SID, radio guy, I mean, we have, first class you know and that wasn't always the case and you know we uh we fought for it but uh we also very blessed to have what we have now of course with the good comes
0: the bad and you do have to put up with josh bruner <laughs> the entire uh, the entire season and, and and you'll be in our prayers because of that yeah. but no other than no josh does a wonderful job great and, job uh, and uh and he's the thing that i like about josh and, and I had him for baseball for a year, you know, is he's excited to do whatever sport that it, that he's doing. I mean, he's going to give everything he's got, and, and and you are pretty blessed to have that guy because we're blessed to have him here at UL.
2: Yeah, well, I, I think so. do anybody and tell Josh I said that, yeah. okay? And, 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 you know, he brings that, you know, he brings that excitement and that belief, you know. It's like – when you talk to him, you know, he really believes in what we're doing and the direction we're going. And he's, he, and he's brutally honest, too. You know, when it's, things aren't good, they're not good. And when they're good, they're good, you know. So, yeah, we're very blessed to have him. He do, he's working really hard on his 50th uh, anniversary and, you know, working on trying to do some alumni weekend. And, you know, we somehow we, we're trying to do the education game, which is going to be a, t- a difficult one. But he's finding different ways to – to get it out into the school system maybe we might not get the kids there but we're going to have it on you know on zoom and and able to show show the game and he's uh he's very innovative and i think that's what we need as women's uh, women women's sports needs that you know We've always been innovative for men's sports. Now we need to be a little bit more innovative for women's sports. And I'm not just talking about basketball. I'm talking about all women's sports. I think it's, a, it's important. And UL has, has bought into that, you know, and I think that's an uh, important thing. We've had the best radio guy for women's sports, bar none, in Stevie. You know, I mean, you can't – I honestly can't think of anybody better because he, he gives me chills when he talks about our program. And, man, when you can make the head coach feel – that good about the direction you're going, that's, that's awesome. Steve,
0: in life, and I'm not talking about his radio career, in life, has always been able to find the good part of everything. And I don't know how many times in the 20-something years that I've known him where something bad may have happened. But he, he, the good news is there's always it's good, the good news, news with him. And, yeah. and so I know exactly where you're coming from on that Scheduled to start a week from Wednesday, doubleheader uh, with the men, and um, it'll be life at the Cajun Dome now. Your post-game interviews, you understand you're going to have to walk a little bit, right? Because because Ian's going to be up in the uh, at the top of the first level, which is where I'm going to be for, for men's action, so... You know, go ahead and get your walking in now because you're going to have some steps.
2: Oh, I love it. You know, I've been trying to get in shape for it. You know, they warned me. So, I, you know, I go to Reds every now and then, and I'm trying to get myself in shape. So uh, I'll be prepared for it. I mean, it's not, that's not going to be a problem. I, uh,
0: I look forward to visiting with you during basketball season because uh, I'm going to get a chance to visit with both Bob and you uh, on the coaches' shows. And I, I'm really looking forward to that because this
2: is going to be fun. We're going to make sure it's fun. Yeah. Well, Jay, you always doing a great job, you know, and you represent UL so well. And uh, I'm just – I'm happy to be able to be a part of what you do.
0: All right. Uh, don't forget, Saturday, 1 o'clock, uh, kickoff. And uh, be in the stands by 1240. That's when the Senior Day celebration uh, will begin. And we'll be back here uh, next Monday night to talk about it. I want to say thanks to our engineer, Matt Golston, our producer, Norman Locke. Our thanks to Gary Broadhead and Billy Napier. Do it again next week here at Pete's. For all those folks, I'm Jay. Thanks for joining us. Good night.